What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Hello and we- hello and welcome to Random Movie Generator with myself, David Earl, and David William uh, Christian Edwards. Uh, it's not Christian; it's Nicholas. Goodness, Nicholas! What? I don't know. My, my dad, my my um my brother's Christian. I don't know why I did that. It's always me announcing I am a Christian. It's like I was in yeah, like a spiritual tongues. The Holy Spirit took me over for a while then. I'm on a I'm on a religious mission for this podcast. I am a Christian. You, you'd suit Christian, Absol- I think. Absolutely, I think I'd suit Christianity, the whole religion. You know, I've got to consider it basically a soldier for the um, the big G. Hello, my name's David Earl, and with me today is Christian Pebbleton. Absolutely, Christian Pebbleton. I've been baptized with a new name to wander into society and help my fellow man, woman, and beast. How are you, Chris? How are you, David? Uh, not bad. Rip roaring, ready to go to uh, two on the old um, movie cob, if you like. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning. It's crazy. It's a Sunday morning. We've got loads of people. Bloody hell. Sunday morning, really gets them out. I guess uh, they've had a crazy Saturday night, and it's a kind, you know, to, to chill out and just uh, listen to two chaps. They're uh, in their forties, talking about the uh, silver screen. Just. Just welcome, Mark Ray, Woody, Wolford, Magic Ben, KB, Ruben, Toodlebug, Richard Banks, Lauren, Matt Sharp, Adam Warren, Sal Willis. Jesus Christ, there's so many. Free patron wow. under the sun. Yeah. So how are you, Dave? Yeah. yeah thank you. I'm not bad. My um my pulse is at a good medium kind of rhythm. Um. I'm, I'm looking out the window, it's a bit dark and grey, but it's not creating any sort of negativity in my brain, the old brain box, the old chemical um, soup, absolute bloom, quite right. Um, so uh, at the moment, you know, I'm sure other people on this hovering rock called Earth... Most people say, yeah, fine. I know, absolutely, quite right. 
don't ever change. Absolutely. Please. How was your movie week, David? Uh, movie week? Uh, what What did I see this week? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, well, whatever. I, however I you saw, want to answer um, it. Mean Girls, the musical. Um, that came out on mm. Thursday. So it's um, almost like one of these kind of marketing nostalgia ploys to hook in an old audience and also a young audience. So it, on broad, there's a lot of them. Like Colour Purple, they've done it as well, haven't they? They've remade the film, but as a musical, because um, Colour Purple and Mean Girls both hit Broadway as musicals. So they've almost done a full circle. The film inspired the musical. Now the musical's going to inspire another film. Right. I, I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. Mean Girls, the musical. Yeah, it's very big. It's very big on TikTok. What is Mean Girls? It's an old film. Oh, yeah, it's mean where girls. Lindsay Lohan came from. That was a big... Well, she had the family I trap as well. I know she is. You don't know Lindsay Lohan? As soon as you sit... Sorry, goodness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, chill out, mate. <laughs> I've got other plates <laughs> to spin. Fucking hell. Goodness, man. No, I... T- <laughs> You don't, you don't know, did you know that? Yeah, I turned a bit of a, a media fuck then, didn't I? Imagine that in a pub. You see that Lindsay Lohan? No, I haven't. You what? Don't disrespect her. Crying out loud. Yeah, as soon as you see her, you'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know what? I'm not thinking, oh, okay. I'm thinking, I think I recognise her. That means you've had a far more wholesome, balanced existence. You haven't been sucked Why? into some pop culture wormhole. Basically, Lindsay, Was she in Baywatch? Um, no, she wasn't. Lindsay Lohan was um, in a lot of Disney films in the beginning. She was a very young star, like The Family Trap. But her big uh, hit was Mean Girls that came out in the early millennium, early noughties. And it's, it was a very popular high school film. And it was about a, a girl who comes from Kenya to America. Uh, she's American, but she spent some time abroad. She comes back and um, the really popular cheerleader girls adopt her. And um, she's not really a popular girl, but she becomes kind of um, uh, sort of a... Tr- almost um, seduced by popularity. So it's like a John Hughes film. It really hits those obvious kind of high school beats, a bit like Pretty in Pink, where uh, the person gets sucked into the popular gang and loses their roots and sense of um, authenticity and who they are. Are you a big Mean Girls fan? No. Um, because it's very much a female audience it was directed at. It wasn't as it wasn't like American Pie where both gender audiences. I haven't seen that either. You, you're missing a treat. And um, I haven't seen something about Mary. Something about Mary. I'd be interested to see that now to see to what extent that slapstick '90s humour is dated to a certain degree. But um, something about Mary is not really high school based. There's a bit of high school at the beginning. But it more focuses on them as adults. But um, can I say something, David? Please do. I, th- I think it's just dawned on me that I don't like comedy films. I guess it depends on the tone, isn't it? Because one of your favourites is With Nell and I. I think maybe you like sort of comedy of a certain uh, style, because I mean they're they're very broad mainstream humour, and particularly Mean Girls and American Pie are very teen based, aren't they? It has to be said. I haven't seen any Will Ferrell films. Or I haven't seen any of those. You haven't seen any Anchor. You haven't seen Anchorman. Nothing. I think you would like Anchorman. I don't. I, I. I couldn't. No, I don't think I would. I think I'd like it in 
chunks. I don't think I could sit through two hours of it. Well, I tell you, hit YouTube and watch Anchorman Jazz Solo, where he's got his flute. And, yeah, um, like, I, I can imagine that. liking three or four minutes, but 90 minutes. Yeah, you do need a plot to hook you in. You're completely wrong. I guess the thing about with Nell and I, I think you're um, more of a comedy drama man, isn't it? You like it more based in reality, more relatable. Not that I'm trying to tell you your own mind, Captain. You're your own soldier. You know what you want. You know what I mean? It's interesting in the sense that that's the genre you've kind of gone for in your actual work life. And you're not a fan of the actual... Um, the films that have come out of it, don't they? What about like Amanda Anucci in the loop? Did you watch that? Or I'm seeing it. What are your all-time favourite films? So it's Whitnell and I, Jaws, Rocky. Well, I like American Movie. That's a com. Well, it's not. It's a documentary, but you know, it's definitely comedic. But it's uh... anyway. This isn't about what I like. This is about Mean Girls the musical. Do you know what? I tell you what. I think I found the new American Movie. Because of my brain is like a sieve, I can't remember the title. There's an amazing documentary I heard on a podcast. It's a podcast that Tarantino come, goes on a lot. And they referenced a um, uh, documentary about a wannabe evil Knievel stuntman. And it was filmed in the 80s. And um, it's definitely out there with American movie Lost Man Aspirations. I will f- remember the title. And I think just that description on Google, you'd find it. But it's very, very good. Incredibly good indeed. A wannabe evil Knievel and also documentary. The, uh, the documentary filmmaker. Um, Big Evil? No. Hot Rod? No. No, no, no. That's uh, Adam Sandberg movie. But um, the uh, American movie director, Chris Smith, he's done incredibly well. He really does dominate the documentary world. He's done that amazing documentary called um, a series called, I think it's 10,000 Foot Waves, which is about surfers hunting out enormous waves. He did that Robert Downey Jr. documentary on Netflix. He's become a real um, figure in documentaries. I like Carry On Camping. Carry On Camping. You in can't fact, David, can, can that be a deep dive? Why not? Carry on camping. Carry on camping. I haven't watched I that. I love Carry on camping. Absolutely. Let's do Carry on camping. The exploding. Bra. I love Bernard Breslau and Sid James in their orange tent. Absolutely. Orange tent. Can you get orange tents these days? I remember um, with a massive orange tent when I used to go family camping. It was like we were appearing out Same. of a large tangerine, <laughs> like uh, Jamie and the Peach. A pointy like peach. tangerine. Absolutely. Like it was a cathedral. <laughs> like we were knights coming out to do one. Um, chivalrous activities but you don't get that orange anymore do you it's uh, it's a shame that tangerine orange please can we do carry on camping deep dive 100 i love bloody that. love that i love that film i don't know what it is about it i think it's the the countryside setting i'm amazed they haven't tried to reboot carry on because they've tried to reboot everything they else. They did. They did Columbus, didn't they? But that was years ago now. I remember that was on Big Breakfast. It was terrible. I'm amazed they tried to redo that with um, Alan Carr. You can imagine Alan Carr on a new Carry On film. And then maybe get a, a cameo for Steve Coogan. Do you know what I mean? As some kind of like um, yeah. disciplinary figure. Um, Who would be Charles Hawtrey? Which one was Charles Hawtrey? Oh, yes, the really camp one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, what's the um, the camp comedian with the um, who's going bald? 
and uh, he was on the Romesh show where they hide in a toy shop over Christmas. Tom Allen. Tom Allen would be in there. Alan Carr would be in there. Jimmy Carr would be in there. I can imagine Jimmy Carr turning up to do an announcement with a microphone in the campsite type of thing. I wonder who would take Babs's place. Goodness me. <laughs> Back at, uh, uh, thing is, do you know what? The reason why they haven't done a carry-on uh, reboot, too woke these days. You know, if you're not woke, <laughs> you're broke. There's no way you could do carry-on. Because I was thinking of someone like Lucy Pinder, some zoo or nuts model. And there's no way that would be allowed. No. allowed. I mean, if you put zoo, zoo and nuts magazines in an estate agent, It'd be like Hitler's back. They'd be burning the instead of the books, the lab mags, out in the middle of the street. But no, I don't know what your angle is here. No, I don't either. <laughs> Look at that. That's quite dark. In no way promoting the right, left all the way. I don't. I, you know, I, my right arm doesn't even. I'm like a stroke victim. My right side does not work. I'm left. left, 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 left. So, Mean Girls, you went with Ryan? I certainly did. Mean Girls. Were you excited going in to watch Mean Girls? Um, no, not at all. I, I sort of had my finger, I thought, well, this is a big film, very contemporary. It was more like this would be good for the pod rather than this is going to fulfill my uh, cinematic uh, soul. And, jo- and Ryan joined you. Well, he was up for it. I said, are you sure, Ryan? Are you okay for it? He goes, yeah, 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 I'll give it a go. I like a musical, yeah. he said. So I did kind of warn him beforehand that he likes a toe-tapping musical uh, extravaganza. I bet it was busy. Very busy. Lots of was teen it really? Girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Complete opposite to um, Boy and the Heron last week. This, uh, this had got a lot of female bums on seats. And um, we were very much the... Um, majority uh, minority gender so you had lots of this is why these nostalgia self-aware films are so popular you've got women in their 20s and 30s who are mean girls fans from the original Lindsay lohan and then you've got teenage girls that have been attracted by the tiktok advertising so it's a bit like barbie they had a pink wednesday and things like that how many other men were there in there um it's quite dark a cinema screening, so I couldn't really kind of wander around looking for like you know moustaches. Teenage and beards. girls eat loads of skittles. I can imagine them eating loads of skittles. No, I don't. Or... No, I, don't I, I didn't notice their diet. There was definitely a few popcorn munchers, you know, in the background. It's like having a herd of cows in the background, you know, eating away. I didn't mean to in any way dehumanise women to cows. <laughs> I mean, let's be very clear about that. I mean, generally, man or woman, if you eat popcorn to the, you know, the audio levels of a multiplex, it usually just sounds like a sort of agricultural setting, you know, because they really go for it. Yeah, says says he with his big old sausage rolls. I know, goodness me. But then again, sausage rolls, they're not too loud, are they? No, no, that's true. Pastry doesn't, yeah, that's true. Did What did you have, anything... Sure, that feels like a, you've got to be eating sweeties at a Mean Girls oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, a bit of an odd one this year, because I think, not year, week, um, still on a budget because it's January. So one thing I found was a reduced, really quite large um, Christmas bumper Fox Classics tin. And um, 
that was reduced in Tesco's. Is that like sort of, is that like mints? Oh no, the Fox Classics are a large select. Just thinking about it now makes me hungry. Is um, a, a large selection of biscuits. Oh fucking hell! So I just sat there. It was so heavy. What, one of those big old tins. Like yeah, a like a suitcase, like a like a metal suitcase, <laughs> like a Bond villain, uh, and. Um, <laughs> That's a, that's a hell of a... You must have been... The cat's got the cream when you saw that. 100, 110%, 110%. The only thing is, I shared it with Ryan. And every now and then you're thinking to yourself, I think he's taken one too many chocolate fingers or Ooh. he's focusing on the, um, the cookie uh, chocolate chip. And at the same time, you're thinking, Dave, be an adult, you know, there's plenty of biscuits there. Let him do what he wants to do. Um, God, I'd hate to eat biscuits with you. I would fucking hate it because I know what I know what you're thinking, and you'll be going, "No, no, no, help yourself." And I, I know in your head you're going, "You wanker, don't you dare eat those fingers!" Uh, terrible. Well, you get you get four of everything. So I'm thinking to myself mathematically, and I'm trying to follow a plot at the same time on the screen. I'm thinking, you know, you know, you've had two. You're now sliding in for a third one. The German in the comment box says suitcase of biscuits but he's slagging off the cows in the back <laughs> terrible man. absolutely i bet you were making a bit of a tinny noise when you were sort of the lid was on and off or... yeah that was quite annoying i had to get my uh, flat keys out to cut the um the actual uh, sellotape <laughs> off it was well and truly done they're not easy to get off those tinny lids they're really whatsoever no my dad i guess just... once it's off it's off Oh, God, it's almost like a vacuum's been opened, like a time vault. You feel like Indiana Jones entering a... T- I was just thinking that. Indiana Jones and the Fox's Glacier's Biscuit Tin. Well, do you remember they did Indiana Jones and the uh, orange chocolate egg in the 80s? And they had an Indiana Jones lookalike, and instead of a boulder, it was a chocolate egg. I've got something to tell you, which might you probably know already, but this might blow your mind. There's a new Indiana Jones computer game. I saw it last night. Jamie Pittman, who's one of your Patreons, <clears> sent it to me last night like a, a dear, dear friend. It looks good, doesn't it? It looks bloody brilliant. I was just like, why isn't this the movie? The characters that really iconic and interesting. And um, whoever does the Harrison Ford voice is kind of on the money. It looks looks great. Loads of POV shots of you attacking Nazis, punching them in the face. Um, which is very therapeutic. So, yeah, gosh. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. 100% sign me up. So, <clears throat> sorry about this. And we've really got a crap. I'm so sorry, everyone. It's it's the last couple of weeks. Well, I was ill yesterday, so we couldn't record. I was feeling a bit rough yesterday morning. And then today I have to shoot out as it's a family family day. So we have to really... So I'm wasting a minute now explaining this to you. But... Let's crack on with the Mean Girls review. Did you enjoy it? What's it about? Bash, bish, bosh. So it's about a girl um, comes back. She's American, but she spent a period in Kenya. And Kenya's obviously very much outside the whole American dream pop culture bubble. She's been, you know, uh, living on the, um, the fields, the prairies, or whatever you call that. She's now going back to America. So she's, um, you know, uh, she's a bit geeky, a bit nerdy. And these popular girls adopt her almost as an experiment. And it's her being kind of seduced by um, high school celebrity 
if you like, but she's also got geeky mates as well. She turns her back on the geeky mates and focuses on the um, American high school kind of popularity uh, gang. And she really upsets the head cheerleader because she falls in love with the head cheerleader's um, ex-boyfriend that creates ripples. And she um, rises in the ranks of popularity so much that she actually overshadows the cheerleader, head cheerleader of the actual group. So it's almost her rise to dominance in this high school ecosystem and how it goes to her head. I would say I was really struggling. Do you know, at one point, it actually <laughs> went... <laughs> Yummy. I love it. Go on. I literally, um, I, I don't think I've ever really done this before, lent over, I was considering leaning over... Kiss Ryan. Absolutely, just any distraction. <laughs> and it, I was so lacking yeah. in stimulation, I was like, Let's let's give this new sexuality, you know, <laughs> go. It's better than go the film. Yeah. And um, I was actually considering saying to him, literally, um, should we just go to McDonald's and get a McFlurry? I can't. The the plot points were just so hackneyed. Because the thing is, the film's based on um, a high school musical from the early noughties. So obviously, the plot structure is going to be very, very repetitive. Because, I mean, we've had loads of new... Um, high school films before that like book smart you know that have taken them into new directions but the origins of the story is somewhat dated now but i thought to myself well i've got to review it for this podcast and if i wasn't reviewing it i would have got oh god don't apologize at all if i wasn't reviewing it um, no you can walk out for the pod if you said no i fucked off after 25 minutes i'll go fine well i thought i'd better you know, i've never really done that in a film before but that, so, at what point did you go i'm done how many when, had you eaten it? Were you stuffed for the biscuits? You thought, I've done the biscuits. I'm done with this. How, how long into the film? I'd, I'd stuffed myself with the biscuits, so I felt semi-nauseous. And then there was a musical moment whereby um, they start talking to the girl from Kenya and telling her, you've got to watch out, high school, because it's like a jungle in here. You know, it's all very Darwinian. Only the fittest survive. And then they do a song about you know the high they all look human students but really they're all like jungle animals and it was almost like a um an amateur dramatics because it's a musical dance sequence where all the students in the hallways would tend to be meerkats or like an elephant uh, with their arms as a trunk i just thought this is like amateur dramatics caught on a high panasonic 35 millimeter what would charkins think of this movie this is just uh, adolescent ridiculous. This is what uh, children would do in, in a school in a hall. You know, this, uh, I'm being I'm being shown uh, amateur dramatics, uh, uh, theatre rubbish, but on the silver screen. This is this is blasphemy that's taking place. I think that actual Kodak 35 millimeter strip captured this mediocrity. Turns my stomach inside out. 12 times in a row. I heard this week that he's friends with Peter Hitchens. Oh, they get on like a house on fire. Yeah, well, he didn't a, tell me that. He's a fan of Peter Hitchens. He wants to be friends with Peter Hitchens. He regularly... Oh, well, no, they are actually friends. Well, no. the, well, there you go. He's climbed the ladder. He might as well kill himself in that water over the top. But he might as well, you know, <laughs> he's Pete. If him yeah. and Hitchens are proper mates... 
Yeah, they are. He's um he's hit his all time high high high. Yeah, there was a photo of them in on uh, if you Google Peter Hitchens and Professor Jarkin. <laughs> That's almost like <laughs> there's me. a photo of them. Google it now. You'll see him. Absolutely. Hit the old Google, hit the old search. That's like me and Harrison Ford being Bappington partners. Mm. Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much for watching it. And honestly, if you hate a film, walk out. Oh, walk the out. The one son. thing I'd say by the third act, it enamoured me. Whoa. Now there's a twist. And what? That, there was, it, it went, the third act it gave it more of a modern choice whereby it looked through the lens of social media and TikTok. So that engaged me slightly. And then there were some plot twists near the end. But you know, I do find with films that I can really dislike act one and two, but the third act does you not massively. If the film's not my cup of tea, it's not my cup of tea, but it will, um, somehow suck me in i think it's because things are tied up maybe you you know it's the end do you know what I, mean? I remember being an altar boy on, on the um uh on the altar and uh, almost being dizzy with excitement knowing there's only 15 minutes left well it's, i imagine it's like the end of life you're like oh fucking hell oh yeah absolutely the uh, i mean half of life's been a load of old shite isn't it but you, you come into the end you're probably a bit gutted i imagine what goes about? Well, I mean, with this, it's a case of it's a relief that I can actually get out in the cinema. Do you know what I mean? So maybe there's an element of that. Like, thank God. But um, do you know one thing I'll say though? The cast are very charismatic, and I think there's a lot of future stars in that cast. Okay. Well, let's have a guess at how many chocolates David's going to give Mean Girls the musical because this. The last three minutes has completely thrown me. The cast so is very good. It shows you need more than a good cast, though. So if we'd all like to guess at how many Chuck Isis David's going to give it, I haven't got a bloody clue now. I think I'll give it... I mean, he nearly walked out, and then the third act, he was like, he was dragged back in again. And he he seems follow positives. obvious plot beats, obvious plot tropes. It went into interesting directions. Okay, right. Everyone's having a go. Uh, blimey, Dave. If Dave's right, I'll be amazed. Okay, Mike Rolls says, could be anything. More Morgs! If Morgs is right, I'll eat my hat. Surely not. Here we go. Okay, David Edwards, how many chuck ices out of five are you going to give? Me Girls, the musical. Do you know what? I'm going to give it a three. Flipping stroll on. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I think, gave it a two. I think the cast are very strong. There was a musical sequence at the end whereby it seemed to all be done in one take. I don't know if they're using 1917 technology. You know, the war film where they cleverly overlap sequences so it feels like a one-up, as they call it. But I thought, oh, that is a talented uh, young bunch of kids type of thing. Uh, but this is all in the third act type of thing. You nearly walked out. Well, there you go. For crying out Did you walk out going, yeah, not bad, that. Added up ups and downs, but I quite enjoyed it, Ryan. Do you know what? I felt quite emotional at the end, where um, the main character is, is um, named um, 
Lady of the Year or whatever it's called. It's not Lady of the Year. That's the sort of thing they give Diana when she was alive. And um, and she gets her uh, quick crown and she starts breaking it up into pieces and giving it out to the other kids. Like, you know, popularity is for everyone. But thinking about it, I was thinking, as I'm telling you this now, had I just almost gone insane? Do you know when you hit a certain psychological limit? And uh, you'll meet anything halfway. It's a bit like they do to the Marines, isn't it? They they break them down of any stimulation and then they rebuild them. So maybe Act 1 and 2 of Me Girls the Musical, I was just broken down like a prison victim. And uh, Act 3, I was turned into the uh, Manchurian candidate. You know, I was re-given a personality. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's new movie new movie review movie of the week review movie of the week review thank you david We have literally got 23 minutes. We've got movie news, random movie review, movie tips, and then generator. That's four into 23 minutes. We're looking at six minutes a section. I have got to be so on it now. Absolutely, like a drill sergeant. Okay. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, let's get straight into okay. the news. Okay, okay. This okay. Is, this so, so, David, is there any movie news this week? This movie news kind of bowled me over whereby, you know, when something really grabs you, you're in the shower or on the toilet, you just think, God, that must have been exciting. And it was um, basically the new Ghostbusters coming out in March. It's the uh, the, the sequel to the uh, the new sort of, re- well, it's not a reboot, it's a sequel because the original cast are in there, but of a younger audience. I didn't realise this, I don't know if you realise this, but um, James A. Caster which I'm sure the Patreon fans are aware of, you know, uh, Off Menu, very popular stand-up comedian, uh, you know, nominated for Edinburgh a lot of the time. He's got a significant role in the new Ghostbusters film. He plays a kind of Egon-like character that creates the invention for the Ghostbusters. If you go on to Empire Online, he's on that. And it's just like, blimey. And he's surrounded by Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Winston, and... um, Who? Who's Winston? Uh, Winston was the um, the fourth um, Ghostbuster that, that uh, joined slightly later than the other. Right. And right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's I thought news in itself type of thing. You know, how do you? Well, I guess it makes you wonder how big off menu is in America internationally. I mean, that's a big old role. That's going to uh, push him definitely onto the next uh, realm. Other movie news. Uh, they are focusing on a new Star Trek film. Uh, I mean, some people aren't Star Trek fans, but let's feed Hate the it. let's feed the ones who are though. Um, and it's going to be based in the era just before Captain Kirk. But Simon Pegg says they still are hoping to make a fourth one with the uh, uh, Chris Pine cast. So who knows? Who knows? The other thing is a new Star Wars film has been announced that's going to come out Ooh. on December twenty fifth. So I showed my boys, um, we watched the first half hour of um, Return of the Jedi. What did they think? Jabba's Palace. Well, what did I think? 
I thought it was too scary. Very dark, isn't it? Really I didn't realise. Yes. I had to sort of turn it off and change the atmosphere. I, did, I, I didn't realise it was so grim at the start. Very grim. Yeah, absolutely. Jubba's Palace is quite a... Um, there's like six men inside Jabba. I remember watching the making of. It's is quite, there? Yeah, one person. I think there's like a um, uh, a rather small woman who's a tail, and she's almost just like flapping around inside the tail. Quite wow. amazing. These days, a small CGI, woman in the tail. Yes, and she's just um, moving it around. There's one chap who's just in charge of the eyebrows, and he's got to be in time with the person doing the mouth. It's like Torval and Dean. You've got to be in rhythm. So there's a new Star Wars film. And it's going to be um, Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. And it's got to be said. Do you know, I'm not one of these usual reactionary fans who are like, you can't, you've ruined Marvel. And how dare you do that to Iron Man in the third act? Because, you know, it can be very toxic online on Twitter and other social, or X as it's called now. But it's the first time where I, I really wasn't off a cry out loud. It just feels like a very lazy um, expectation, you know, um, plan for a film. The idea of taking the most popular Disney Plus TV show, turning it into a film. And the budget for Mandalorian is impressive anyway. It looks like a film. Spronk says here, we've only got a minute left of this section. Spronk says here, Hollywood please create some new ideas for films i'm craving original material really is i mean ultimately i think we should ban it from the pod all this shit what news or no 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 star wars star trek uh superheroes banned you are no longer well no yeah if you want to talk no 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 i I hear what you're saying 100 percent. but um you know it really is a case. Basically, Disney have, uh, are not generating new money because they're putting all their eggs into one basket, which is their streaming site. They're just relying on their uh, theme park money at the moment. So they're not making a massive profit. So that's why a lot of them are saying they're playing it so carefully, ultimately. Well, well uh, uh, James A. Caster is in a comedy film called Seize Them 2. Sees oh, right. them. Is that a new two. film, or is that one that's been out for a while? Don't know. Don't yeah, know. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be massive in that. That's gonna really push him into. I'd love to know the auditioning process, what it was like on the first day of set mm. in a Ghostbusters movie. That'd be absolutely amazing. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie news. Thank you. Do you know, one last thing I'll say really quickly. Nick Frost is going to be in a horror film. Oh, well, I've got him as Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Sorry, carry on, carry on. No, 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 oh, it's well, important. That's that out the door. Dear God, that's the end of my... Uh, you, bring your kids in and I'll oh, apologise to them. I'll text Naomi, don't worry. Dave Edwards is the uh, domestic toxic <laughs> monster ruining family time. So, David, this week's random movie review. I can't remember what Finley came up with because Mandy's still... She's actually gone to the the, uh, Outer Hebrides and I won't tell you, but anyway, she's pregnant. 
I'm telling you. Oh, we'll, talk about, we'll, t- we'll talk about it later. So, talk about leaving a bombshell on someone when it's like, you know, we're, we're fighting the clock. Crying out. Maybe, you know, we'll talk about it later. She's pregnant and it's twins. How can that so be? So, Finley produced. What was the movie got a review? Uh, Spielberg's BFG. Lovely. Over to you, David. You were excited, I think. Very excited. I haven't seen it since it came out in the cinema. Um, also, one thing I forgot is that it was the exact same team who put ET together, and it was very much like this is the ET team, you know, reuniting in a way. It wasn't just like, well, obviously Spielberg is ET. I'm not saying he's an alien, but he very much is the brand, if you like. But it's very much, um, it was the same producers, you know, as Kathleen Kennedy. Um, it was, it was the same writer who's Melissa, uh, Melissa Matheson. Uh, she was, uh, yeah. I thought she died. Ex. She did die. I oh. think it was pretty much after BFG. Oh. And, um, uh, so, uh, it was her screenplay that he used ultimately. So it was very much the ET team. And um, it was very much marketed as that. Your favourite movie? Oh, absolutely. So we're going into this with high hopes. Um, well, I would say definitely um, visually, I was immediately taken by it. You know, when you actually see the young girl in a boarding school setting, because it's not just ET team, the actual general format of the film is the idea of this otherworldly creature entering into a child's life and uh, introducing them to a more magical world. And Janaz uh, Kaminsky, the director, he's great with his lens flares, and these silver tints that he adds to um, his um, exposure on his camera. That's my cinematography understanding coming to an end there. Um, but it's I'm really amazed good. you didn't comment on my big purple bottle. It, it grabbed my eyes, but I thought to myself, don't be inappropriate, Dave. <laughs> Do not be inappropriate. <laughs> um, you know, every man's got a purple bottle. I respect that. Uh, also, the um, the so visually, when it's set on Earth, where we live in, it's got a great. It's almost made me think, God, you know, um, this is like this trumps Harry Potter's visual look. This really has got a real mysterious, magical element to it. Well, as I say, this silvery kind of a glowing tint. So I was immediately impressed by that when you see her in her boarding school. Also, the John Williams music really is good. So you've got these amazing visuals uh, alongside some real classic uh, John Williams fare. Mark um, Ryans as the, um, is it? the actor. So it's R-Y-L. He's well known. He was a big theatre star originally. Rylance? Rylance? Yep. Rylance? Yeah, I think so. Yes, well known. You know, he was in Bridge of Spies. He did a lot of stuff with um, Spielberg. Um, he's great as the BFG, absolutely superb. Really brings him alive. But um, I would. How say, would you play the BFG? Hello, hello, girl. Hello, girl. Exactly like that. Um, basically, a Cornish man who's enormous with large ears. I'd, I'd do it very kind of like um, a Cornish man with a heart. Simple as that. So, hello, who are you? I am the BFG. God, I don't know what that is. Uh, I can't do Cornish, I don't think. Um, let me have a think. Uh, a little chap. 
are you doing? That sounds more like Rocky. I don't know. You know, um, yeah, I, Cornish isn't my kind of comfort zone. It's, uh, I'm a giant. I'm a giant with a giant heart. That's more Irish. Um, I don't, you wouldn't want to do this in the middle of an audition, would you? You need to find your accent before you do an audition. Oh, hello, chap. How are you doing? That's that's Rocky, and that, that worked yeah, well. But Yeah, but that was an impression of you. Absolutely, it's got quite meta. Impression of an impression. <laughs> Passing the impression board along. How do you do Cornish accent? Hello, girl! No, that, that's that's it. That's what he sounds like. That's exactly it. Spot on. <laughs> you got it. You yeah. got it, kid. Simple as. Um, I would say, though, ultimately, as the film goes on, and you leave Earth and you go into the parallel world of the Giants, it goes too CGI, it feels like a computer game. You feel as though you're playing a game of Fortnite, it goes zoom, zam, bang, crackle, wallop. I don't know what that is, but it's a case of this hardly any editing. There's lots of virtual cinematography. Hardly any editing? Yeah, lots of like shots where the camera swings up in the air, does pirouettes, comes down... It's almost as though Spielberg was given a new toy to play around with and it's him prepping himself for Ready Player One and he just goes crazy with it. It's like um, he's got like a scale electrics track on Christmas Day and it's just gone track, loop diddy loop diddy loop diddy loop Professor Charkins and Peter Hitchens. Professor Charkins and Peter Hitchens. Playing scare electrics in the middle of the night was debating cinema. What a fright! Loop de 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 loop you felt like, did it get a bit sludgy as the, as the, as the movie went oh, on? Absolutely. It kind of lost its kind of like um, a classic uh, kind of, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think what you call it, that magical fantasy element. And it went more into sort of modern uh, Fortnite-esque video game vibe. You know, the editing wasn't as traditional, classic, it lost its roots. As I said, it wasn't even there wasn't much editing. It was just this virtual cinematography, crazy camera moving this is all around. Spielberg, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, massively. Um, because a lot of people say Spielberg does his best blocking on set. He's actually quite a, well. If you look at Temple of Doom, okay, it's not the best Indiana Jones film, but it shows he's got the brain of a genius because he he was able to actually block a lot of those scenes there and then on the set, and he did it purposely like that, Spielberg, because he felt that Indiana Jones two wasn't enough of a challenge, so he'd go in each day without storyboard. So he felt challenged beforehand. So to have that brain, you've got to not just have a creative mind, but a mathematical one. But with... 
Um, so with uh, sort of, we can carry on singing whatever. Uh, so we've got one around. minute. Um, and I'm so sorry, we've got to do this. I basically, with the CGI, it's a case of um, you do it. You don't do it in the room. You don't because he likes the whole Michael Jordan element of just being in the moment, being present. With CGI, you do a lot of previs with the computer, and they said that takes away the kind of creative streak of Spielberg. Too much thought goes into it. You're not allowed to actually be Charlie Chaplin coming up with ideas there and then on the set. It limits what you can do, because obviously it's got to be um, processed and gone through the actual system. Um, other elements, I'd say, it ain't E.T., it hasn't got the third act. You're not on the edge of your seat. And some of the humour was a bit naff and patronising, I felt. But then again, it is Roald Dahl. I'm not saying Roald Dahl's patronising. You've got to keep in tone with the uh, the novels. that are perhaps somewhat dated. I'm not knocking Roald because he's um, a British Rolled. Institute. Roald. 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 Okay, everybody. If we could guess how many chocolates out of five David's going to give the B Steven Spielberg's the BFG. Um, yeah, I think I've got this one. I'm, I'm confident I'm going to get this one. I hope I have. Jeff Dale's had a little guess. Um, <clears throat> right, Jonathan Beale's had a guess. Uh, Christopher Green, Matt Sharp, yeah. Okay, right, David, over to you. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give the BFG. Three point five. I said two point five. Oh, fuck. It had some, you know, memorable moments. Three point five. Still, yeah, it's still Spielberg. It comes from a great writer. Uh, she was Harrison Ford's first wife, and. Um, you know, there's some good elements there. It's when it's switched to the giant world that, um, you know, you've got to start shaving off points, unfortunately. Gandon Ruvi Menorator said, based on the Mean Streets Girls review, five. Said, yeah, very true. Unbelievable. Yeah, quite right. That really was. At no point was I actually going to uh, chuck the laptop against the wall, type of thing. It didn't enrage me. Okay, well, thank you, David, for this week's Random Movie Review. I can't keep thinking about those Fox Classic Biscuits. I absolutely love those. So I've got oh, yeah, I love the chocolate fingers. They're really yeah. chocolatey. And the amount of sugar that's on them is just disgusting. Okay, can we have a movie tip? Literally one minute today, David. What is your movie tip, David? Film trailer, it's finally coming out. Netflix has been hyping this for a long, long time. It's called Spaceman, starring Adam Sandler. Um, Adam Sandler wrote it into his, into his contract that he's going to do these big, broad comedies as long as he could do one a year, a quiet, experimental film with Netflix. 
and it's very experimental. It's about a spaceman lost in space and an alien visits him. And it's just the voice. And the alien almost gives him therapy and deals with his existential crises, particularly a romance that's gone wrong in his past. You don't know if it's an alien voice or um, it's just uh, Adam Sandler going insane. The key thing is, though, it's written by a guy called Kobe Day. And Kobe Day is going to be very much put under the Hollywood spotlight this year because a lot of his scripts are finally being produced and he's being touted as the next Kaufman, you know, a big screenwriter. He has another film Colby. coming out. Colby. Colby Col- Day. Sorry, Colby Day. Yeah. And he's got a um, another script coming out called uh, Blink of the Eye. There's also a cerebral sci-fi vibe uh, set within three different eras. And Andrew Stanton has directed it. He's the guy who directed Finding Nemo and John Carter, basically from the Pixar gang. I've read the script for it. It's really not bad, but it's a very early draft. And it's set during the caveman period, during uh, modern day scientists, contemporary scientists, and in the way, way, way future. And uh, he's got two big films. They're his own unique take on things. There's no other writers involved. And um, it happens a lot. You know, you get a writer or a director or an actor whereby um, the industry has chosen them in a way. You know, you are going to be the next big thing. Sometimes it completely collapses. It's like, um, do you remember that um, film with Will Farrell called Stranger Than Fiction? The direct, the uh, writer from that was called Zach something, and he was massively hyped as the next big thing. And I've never heard of him since. But he had maybe two... maybe he wanted to back out. Don't blame him. Hollywood is a toxic uh, pond, if you like. That, that we uh, we find intoxicating. We really do. Zach Helm. Zach Helm is a chap. He did two films in the same, almost same year, Stranger Than Fiction, and then a, um, once again, sort of a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roald Dahl-esque film starring Dustin Hoffman and Natalie Portman. He wrote something called Deep Water a couple of years ago. Did he really? That's interesting. Yeah, with um, um, Adrian Lin directed it, Ben Affleck. Oh, my God, that's the Ben Affleck and... um, yeah. Um, Anna Dada Amatha. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're completely right. That was a real flop. That didn't do yeah. at all. Well. I didn't know Flopping he was connected too. to that. Yeah. That's fascinating. Because um, obviously he's the Fatal Direct, Fatal Attractions director, and it was almost trying to re-embrace that erotic, um, eroticism drama from the eighties. It's supposed to be near to laughable. It's uh, so poorly executed. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie tips. Thank you, sir, for hearing my tips. David Edwards, Random Movie So here we are for the randomly chosen uh, movie section. Finley's over there wearing uh, a bandana. Wow, I like it. it. Looks like a Karate Kid or that or the drummer from I'm Dirty, in a gang, mate. Oh, he said he's in a gang. Yeah. Oh, friend, don't get involved with gangs. I tried to get involved with gangs. They've never let me join. But uh, from outside, I'm glad I did. There's a gang outside my local co-op sit on their BMXs and just um, eat chewing gum and vape vapes. They ain't going nowhere. Is there oh, really a... There is. There is a gang. I, I make no eye contact with them. I think one of them called me a, a streak of uh, urine once. No, and, they didn't. Oh, 
they're up there with verbal grenades. No, no way would a young gang call you a streak of urine. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, they didn't call me urine. I'm trying to keep it PG-13 for the listeners. Streak of piss. Ah, uh, that's the one. I think they did. What, a teenage gang called I, you a streak of piss? I turned around like a meerkat. You know the neck action of the meerkat? Um, immediately giving them eyeball eye contact. And they looked down at their wills. And uh, I thought, you ain't that tough. Because there are kids around here at the local skate park. And um, they really are feral. What are you listening to, mate? What are you li- Don't you ignore me. I just asked, what are you listening to? And in the end, I had to turn around what, what and are you say, listening to? Adam Buxton, who's he then? He's a popular Didn't podcast. You, no, hang on. No, no. Is this being truthful? This is totally truthful. You said Adam Buxton, and they said, who's he then? He, they didn't, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think Adam, Adam Buxton's their demographic. Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. And he said, who's he then? He said, like, came up to my knees, this kid, and he meant business. But this isn't what? me just, like, improvising. Why don't you drag him back to the flat? Because I've seen his dad, and he's absolutely terrifying. And that's probably why he wanders around shouting at people, demanding to know what podcasts they're listening to, and give them a review in between doing skateboard stunts like a sort of demented Bart Simpson. This feels like a film, David, like that Michael Caine film. It certainly does. Falling yeah, down by Sam I mean. West Sussex. Yeah. Uh, the Michael Caine one. Yeah, what's the... Um, when he's the OAP and he starts going around with his army skills. Harry Palmer, isn't it? No, that's the... Yeah, something, the like, something like that. That's the name something of the like... isn't it? Sorry, yeah. That's the Chris Files, I just said then. Harry something. Harry Brown? Harry Brown. Martin Gardner said, you should have said Chatterbix. Absolutely. Because then he might have... Yeah, instant street cred. He might have said, oh, cool. On your way. Absolutely, and I wouldn't have had any verbal grenades. It's terrible, though, because I have to do um, uh, verbal uh, gladiatorial warfare with them because you can't wander back onto the streets of the UK knowing that a 12-year-old has got better of you. Right, let's let's pick these films. So sorry, I'm, I'm late now, my family. Are, oh, don't say that. Family. No, it's just going to implode on a Sunday. Great. Oh, no, what a nightmare. You'll <laughs> no, be able to still fine. do your family right. activity, though, won't you? You'll still be able to do your family thing. Yeah, well... Oh, mate, okay. honestly, let's just generate... <laughs> no. let's right, just, here um, we go. Let's generate the first genre of the first movie that we might be reviewing next week. Stop. History. Lovely. I love a bit of history. And now the decade, please. Stop. 2020s. Nice, contemporary, up-to-date, and new historical take on something He's new. good for you, is Finley. He certainly is. It's that bandana. Okay, Finley, please generate four historical movies from the 2020s. Finley has done while spitting. Would you mind? And okay, over to you, David, to tell Finley when to stop spinning the movies. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, that's a Tim Burton movie focusing on a famous artist with a unique artistic uh, style based 70s isn't it okay. yes okay the eyes of tammy faye right let's now choose the genre of the second movie that you might be reviewing next week oh. action Ooh. blow finley a kiss david mm. <laughs> have some of that have a bit of that 
But your okay. games don't do that in between uh, knifing people. <laughs> right, now the now the decade of this action movie. Stop. 1960s. Could be. And we generate. Finley has generated four action movies from the 1960s. He's spinning them around in his bum. And now it's time to you to tell Finley when to stop spinning. No. You only live twice. Oh my goodness. I've been well and true. Wow. David, David, David. No Finley another kiss, please. Mm. <laughs> Finley, look my way. Mm. Some of this. Mm. That is the uh, mini helicopter. That's the, the giant <laughs> volcano. Oh. That's when the, the 007 stage was focused on for Pinewood for, for a big set piece for every Bond film. I haven't seen it in Sorry. years. I might as well have never seen that film because it's so long ago. Sorry, Dr. Griggles wrote here, Oh, I love a bit of history. Then the 60s comes up. Oh, dear. <laughs> right. Okay, the third movie. Okay, so let's choose the genre of the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Over to you. So. Documentary. Ooh, okay. And now the decade. So. 2020s. Nice contemporary once again. That's how we like to keep it. Finley, please generate four documentary movies from the 2020s. Here we go. Spinning them around. Tell Finley when to stop when you're ready. Stop. Obi Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return. Oh, gosh, I like that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I this love is a behind unbelievable. the scenes. I love a behind the scenes documentary. I David, really David, David. You've got three interesting movies there. Oh, I'd, I'd like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's documentary. I wanted to watch that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So, David. I could settle down and watch that with my dad. He'd be up for that. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. You Only Live Twice. Obi-Wan Kenobi's A Jedi's Return. Here we go. Thank you, Finley. Here we go. So, I've given them an A, a B and a C. I've jumbled them around, or have I? Yes, I have. Or have I? It's now over Finlay, DJ Swad says, Finley is a people pleaser. It's now over to you, David, to choose which movie you're going to be reviewing next week. Is it going to be A, B, or C? A. You only live twice. Ooh. Ooh. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Absolutely. Goodness me, sex on legs. I know that's a, that's a, a non-woke thing to say, but that's just... Uh, that's all right. No, you don't have sex on legs, don't you? Well, that's just a film with a lot of glee. Thank you, people of Britain. That really has. Well, I mean, I suppose the, is it a nice thing about this podcast is that 
a movie will be chucked at you, you wouldn't really think about watching. No, I wouldn't. And it lands in your lap. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't even remember the opening mission. You know, it really is quite vague in my head. I've only got little snippets of it. I can't even remember how it begins. I can't remember the gadgets. So, yeah, it really is. Um, it'd be almost like watching with new eyeballs. Like it's Minority Report. They put new eyes into the, my uh, eyeball socket stalks. Yeah. Well, David, I'm sorry I've got a rush off. I'm not. I'm really late already. Oh, but I hope I am you're not sorry, too late. How I'm late not. are you? What? Uh, I'm late. Oh, Thank mate, you so sorry. much. Don't, don't be too silly. Thank you, David, for this week's random movie generator. Um, me and David are going to do a couple of deep dives in a couple of weeks, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, at some point. So we're doing, um, can we say what they are? Or? Carry on camping. Should we try and do three? Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to Well, whatever. Yeah, so whatever you want to choose. Carry on camping. And live and let die, I think, would be the best Live and one. let die. Absolutely. And Victoria. Absolutely. Definitely. So I've got one to do, of those or two of those three. I've got to do quite a bit of research looking at them. So I'm trying to think um, if I'm going to get three done in the time two? I've got. Should we do Two? Should we do carry on camping as we've done a Bond one? Should we do carry on camping and Victoria? 100%. Let's go with that. 110%. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, David. Thank you, everyone, for watching us live this morning. And thank you for supporting the podcast. And thank you for downloading and so 100%. on and so forth. Yeah. And thank you for um, your generosity and your uh, your time on your Sunday morning. Massively. Yeah. I've taken people away from their families for cinema. I hope it was yeah. worth it. DDD PPP, yeah. Victoria, the one-shot film. Yeah. Absolutely one shot around the uh, European city, that one heralded night of uh, yeah. may- mayhem. We're going to be doing a deep dive into that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Uh, cheers, David. Have a lovely Sunday. You too. Take care. Have a great uh, Sunday with the family. Au revoir. Tommy people. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, everyone.